Hello everyone, welcome to Ubi Est Mia. My name is Brandon Weatherby. This episode is with touring musician Daniel Knox. Daniel is also the guy that writes our theme music, and I've been collaborating with him on and off for well over a decade now. We talked about recording, uh, playing in other countries, having a better reception in other countries, uh, growing up in Springfield, and more. Thanks to The Hungry Brain, we did this in the basement, and uh, it sounds like we recorded in a basement, and I really like it. So, without further ado, here's Daniel Knox. Does this make you feel uncomfortable? What having a having a microphone in your face? I have a microphone on my face all the time, man. I'm not worried about it. That doesn't make necessarily make you feel comfortable. I mean, having a man stick a microphone in my face and hold it there is slightly uncomfortable for a protracted period of time. However, I am used to having a microphone in my face and talking into it. Well, good. Knowing that my voice will live in some on in some form. Do you like your voice? You know, it's. Funny you mention that. We were recording all day today at Electrical, and uh, I love my singing voice. I've come to really love it, and I fucking hate my speaking voice. Why? Uh, I guess I. I guess I really. I. It's those little tags at the end, where you know you say stupid things. Like, I think we got it, you know, or. Uh, you you feel um, <laughs> I know like I know how to speak to an audience and I know how to uh, have a conversation but those little exclamatory things that you say you know when your voice is kind of um, caught unawares those are the things that I I don't like about my voice. Do you listen back to live shows? I don't as much as I probably should. Okay. Have you ever listened back and heard the banter and it made you regret the show? On a few occasions, I've said things that I felt like were uh, not nice things to say about people who are still around to hear them. But I, I don't regret doing that. So, and you don't, wait, you don't regret doing? I it? learned. I learned not to do it from sure. doing it, didn't I? Okay. So I don't know. You know. Why are you still in Chicago? Uh, I'm still in Chicago because I have a record that I've been trying to finish for ten years. That uh, I I've officially booked its uh, its completion date for September first. So that's that's it. I don't owe Chicago anything after that. But do you feel like you did owe Chicago something before that? Uh, I feel like I had things I needed to say to Chicago in shows and in songs. And, um, you know, this record is a breakup record. I've been breaking up with, uh, you know, several uh, girlfriends over, you know, over the course of making it. So it's changed in that regard. But it's also a breakup record with with Springfield, Illinois, and with Chicago. Um, So it's a breakup record in a a much grander sense. You're from Springfield. You grew up there. Zero to 18? Yeah. Do you feel more connected to Springfield or Chicago? I feel more connected to Springfield because I I, um, I actually give a shit when things change down there. Things change in Chicago, and it kind of just seems like that's what Chicago does. Okay. Chicago cannibalizes itself. and I mean, Springfield does that too, but I guess uh, it's more... Um, 
it stings more when it happens down there. Why? Because uh, you like to. I mean, I think I think everyone thinks about their childhood uh, as sort of living on in some way, and to uh, to know that it's that it's actually. Are you afraid of nostalgia, or do you embrace it? Uh, define nostalgia. Looking back with with a wistful eye. <laughs> uh, I would say that I have a. Um, I would say I'm afraid of, of, of looking at it with, with too much sentiment, you know? Um, okay. Which isn't to say that I think, you know, that I want to look back at it uh, and with, with bitterness or which cynicism, also, but which I... you could also not look back at it. It could be something that is not even in your rear view. It's just... It's I've done... Like, I feel like I've done nothing but look into my immediate past for the last... Uh, um, you know, for for a good portion of my songwriting career, and then I put out that self-titled record, which had a lot of sort of you know looking back further, and uh, and and now I'm kind of done doing that. One of the good things about that record, the self-titled record, is there are specific details, specific street corners. Sure. Spe- the by the venture is right. the song I'm thinking of. I love that song because venture. For a lot of people, means nothing. Sure, and I, for a lot of people, it means a specific type of. It's it's literally a department. But store. what I liked about that was I liked the idea of it not. I mean, I, you know, it didn't. It doesn't tell you very specifically that it's a department store. That no, it's, it doesn't. It doesn't tell you specifically like that you're in Springfield. I don't. I didn't say the name Springfield anywhere. I like the idea of like you know somebody who is is from a very specific place trying to explain it to someone who has never been there and has no interest in it. Have you done that with anywhere in Chicago? No, and I and I, I don't know if I ever will. Maybe I'll probably be an old man before I'm interested in doing that. I'm I'm bored with, with it. I've I've lived here since I was 18 years old. And you're still living here. I'm and still Maybe that's the difference. Maybe there's the that disconnect cuz I don't think when you were 19 you were writing about Springfield. I mean, 19 you No, when I was 19 I was probably I mean, Springfield uh was the furthest thing from my mind and I I you know, I I felt like I actively hated it, you know, like yeah. all my my uh, uh, high school experiences were very, very new, uh, a lot of sort of fresh wounds there, and, and I, you know, I felt like it was what was holding me back. Um, it, it wasn't in retrospect, you know, I think I actually was, was thriving there creatively uh, in spite of some discouragement from, from various corners of the town, but uh, I... I I think I got a lot done there. Sure. Do you feel like that when you play Springfield, it's like a homecoming show, or is it just uh, an interesting spot on the tour itinerary? I have never played Springfield. I've played there one time. I thought you played multiple times. I played Springfield on... I feel like there was a hotel involved? Oh, well, that was different. I well, That wasn't a show. That was like, Oh, okay. I mean, that, you know, John, John Atwood used to... Uh, bring people from the uh john atwood for the listener at home is a is a very talented photographer yes okay who grew up in springfield as well but we didn't know each other then yes um but he uh he used to you know when we would go drink at the at the the hilton down there he would uh grab everybody from the bar sneak into the ballroom of the the ramada across the street steal the entire contents of the bar create an audience and then put on a little show but that wasn't a show you know what i mean in the sense of like it wasn't billed anywhere. It was a spontaneous sort of uh, random occasion. I feel this is where we get to the nostalgia part. 
that seems so romantic and wonderful. It was. It was romantic and, and of wonderful. a time that I don't know if now, as an adult man with multiple records. Well, you know, two two guys in their early twenties, like it's it's a little it's the kind of thing that that you that you do. You of know, course. If I tried to go up to this uh, bar above us right now and and and. and and, and get everybody's, uh, you know, try to try to motivate everyone to come with me somewhere. I've come with me on an adventure, you know. Uh, I, I'm sure it would uh, go over. That being said, not very well. If you wanted to play right now, they'd be down. And <laughs> because you would make them, and that's how it always works. Though it's like you know, someone know. like you or someone like John, uh, you know, giving me a, 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 a spot to sit and do what I do. Do you feel connection to your listeners? Or I don't want to say fans because that feels weird. Eh, it doesn't but feel weird. I got does fans. It not? Yeah, I mean, okay. it's not like I. You can say you have fans. It's not like I. I'm saying I have like a legion of fans. I my fans are are, are a uh, very spread out and uh, peculiar uh, cross section of the universe. I'm I'm very very proud of them. That's exactly what I wanted to talk about. You have a, a fan base that I hope this is not insulting is bigger not in this country. <laughs> Yes, uh, although I've found that, like, in the States, it tends to be uh, teenagers. A lot due to Welcome to Night Vale, where, who used uh, a song of mine from my first record. And I get wonderful, wonderful letters and emails from these people. What's that song? What Have They Done to You Now? Which is, okay, I did not plan this. I promise you this. <laughs> For the listener home, we are currently in the basement of the Hungry Brain. The Hungry Brain was around for about 15 years, and it closed at the end of 2014. It reopened at the end of 2015. Uh-huh. I just did a show. You just came from recording down the street. Right. We happened to both be in town. Right. I wanted to catch you. We happened to be in the basement where we were, made a video for that song. I don't think you even knew what I wanted to do or what we were doing. I want to say six years ago, seven years ago. It's been a while. It's been longer than I that. I lived in Chicago at that time. And I, it's been, well, I that record looked, came out in 2007, 2008. So, so. it might have been like 2008, 2009 yeah. when we made a video. It was a single-take video, and I'm, that's one of the handful of video things that I've done with you that I'm proud of. I get good, I get good feedback from that. Yeah. People tell me that they like it. So. Uh, I, <laughs> that's when you could still smoke in bars. <laughs> that's how long ago that was. That's right. Okay. One of the reasons I brought that up is because uh, you're about to release something... It's not really an official release. It wouldn't be part of the canon. It might be a B-Sides collection here, you might call it. I don't know. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's not it's not going in stores. It's uh, I'm going to post this online. Uh, you can get it at uh, danielknox.bandcamp.com. Don't and be a it's link. going no to gonna... be a, uh, it's fine. Uh, it's a collection of music that I've written for other people's films uh, between uh, the years... I want to say 2009 and and now um were, when you were making that music were you ever reticent to actually make the music because you didn't like the product that you saw no okay that's very kind i mean of if you. something you know what if something if i thought something was like extraordinarily shitty uh that that or or, or said something really stupid um i would i would definitely not do it or not put it you know not include it 
Well, I'm asking for selfish reasons because a lot of this has been stuff that I asked you to do and you were kind enough to do it. Yeah, but it was great for me because it gave me... Like, I was just listening back to... You made that movie, The Shuffle. Yeah. And uh, I was just listening back. I, 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 I broke it into two different suites because you asked me to, <laughs> to score it and then you... Took, and then you took all the dialogue out and decided to make it a silent film and asked me to just patch up those moments. Mm-hmm. And both of those groups of music both work as really nice suites of, mu- of piano music. And I was listening back to those yesterday because I was mastering it, you know, for for, um, for release. And, and uh, they work pretty well. I was pretty proud of them. Um, that movie was, in te- was not supposed to be a silent movie. And it took about 18 months to go from spoken to silent. And both are still way too long, and I am not. <laughs> and, I, and I don't. I, I'm really glad I made those films, but I, I am not proud of them in the least. Yeah, but think about it. You learned something making. Absolutely, those. and I. And so did I. And I've learned a lot. Like the only one, the only film I ever made. By the way, for the listener home, there's a happy birthday going on above us. They can probably hear it. That's perfect. I love that. That's going on right now. We actually made a film that you were not involved with in the Hungry Brain basement where we are standing right now it was a one take video uh-huh. or one take film not good at all incredibly glad I did it and I cannot watch it that's the only one I didn't do music that's the only for, one right? you didn't do you also did something I did the 48 hour film project right that's I, probably the weakest of those tracks that I did the ones I did for you because I played guitar on it and I can't play guitar that is my favorite one of my favorite of it because you can't play guitar and I, I want to say you played like two strings at a time like you didn't strum it at all no yeah I played like two at a time and, and I, it was a shitty guitar that, that my friend Damon gave me uh, before he moved to Japan and, and it was like a little guitar for a child I like that score more than most. Also, that is the least. I hate that so much. What I made the film. The film is atrocious. I oh, hate I, it. I thought it had some nice moments. It was a thought experiment. You know what I mean? Um, what else do I have? I did. I did the. I did a twenty-eight. You asked me for twenty-eight minutes of music for something I don't think I ever even saw. Okay, so what happened was I asked you for a throwaway track, like an hour throwaway track. No, 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 28 minutes. I know. I'm getting to that. Okay. And I asked, for, and you gave me the hour throwaway track because when I first got my iPhone, I want to say four maybe, iPhone four, a handful of years ago, maybe five, I wanted to cut together a film on my phone. I wanted to make a film about movement with the camera never moving. Real artsy bullshit. Man with the movie camera, that was your, I remember that. Exactly, right? So I did that, but the whole point was I'm going to edit it, I'm going to shoot it and cut it within the phone. But I needed like something beautiful to tie it together, and that's where your music came in. So I would listen to the music while I was cutting it and like place parts in certain places, etc. I am actually pretty proud of that one, and that's actually gotten the biggest rece- like positive reception. Have I ever seen that? Yeah, you have. You have. I don't remember seeing that. I pro- I, I the hour-long one I've seen. But that's I, the hour-long one. That's okay. the hour-long one. What about and the... then I asked you for a 28-minute one because I was going to do the same thing but reverse. I was oh. going to do everything backwards at half the time. Right, but what I did was I played um, 14 minutes of music yes. and then reversed it, Yeah. and that's the 28 minutes. Exactly. But it actually really it really works well because mm-hmm. I played real fast and then I started I slowly just played you know slower and slower and then it does the same thing it speeds up and in theory that will one day come out well it's coming up the music's coming out yeah and, he, and here's the thing I like about you we're very different people yes we met at the music box theater yes a very very long time ago I was playing shows you were not playing shows I, I we also had a different attitude about it that I think I share your attitude a lot more now 
Um, I would say my attitude is uh, do it and keep screwing it up, and then hopefully sooner or later. It's well, you also I remember you saying that like I should play any show. Yes. And I don't believe that now, but I definitely think that like at that point, it was uh, you know a worthwhile thing to do. The difference between us and the shows, I thought that you should play every show ever. Yes. Yes. I should have. I don't think I that said, held you back. I said no to I said no to some shows that were probably things I should have done. Like I, what? Do you remember any of them? Well, I remember no, but well, there was one guy. I'm definitely glad I didn't because he was such a little prick. I don't want to say who it was because I'm not that big of is an that, asshole. Is this person still doing stuff? Yes, he is. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh. With people I know and work with too. This is over a decade ago. Little fucking yeah. This is. Let's not say his name or let's her name. Definitely not, because. Um, I am a petty man, and and and, but I don't need to, you know, share that. Do you think being a petty man has hindered you at all? Not at all, not a bit. Really? No. What's your biggest regret? As in my career? No, in life. Or is it too sensitive? Uh, I don't. Yeah, I mean, it's probably um, it's probably spending more time with uh, someone sure. I should not have. So it was a relationship thing. Yeah. Whatever. Musically. But I, I can't look at it as a regret. You know what I mean? Like you it's uh, Yeah. I should have learned sooner. I guess that's the regret part. What do you do you regret being in this city for this long? That is an incredibly difficult question, but the answer is yes. You do you want to say your age or no? Yeah, why not? Well what's your age? Thirty five. Okay, so you've been here almost half your life. 18 Springfield, 17 Chicago. Shit, yeah, I guess when that's When I met you, it was not supposed to be this way. It was never supposed to be this way. It was always supposed to be, from my point of view, Springfield, Chicago, then New York as soon as possible. And yeah. Maybe Europe after that. Yeah. Now, you tour a lot. You play a lot of places. You'll have a I've residency. seen more places than I probably would have if I had moved. So I think, Okay, why I think, is that? Um... Because Chicago's a place that lets you dig your heels in. Uh, it's cheap. It it uh, it also kind of motivates you to get out and get exposure in other places because um, in spite of a wonderful audience that I have in this city who come to all my shows, wonderful people, I don't mean to disparage them, but it is hard to build up something that lasts here. That that really gets you know I I, I guess my my my, my uh, it's, a, it's a longer way to say I I've I've hit the ceiling here and I've seen it where I've I've gotten way above that ceiling in other places where I feel like you know my, I've had much more uh, uh, of an audience. If you could live anywhere, where would you live? If I could, that's a, that's funny. My daughter asked me that question sometimes. Uh, I think it's a fair question. Well, she asked me uh, if you could if you could go anywhere, where would you go? But I I um I I would go to Berlin to live or just visit. But, uh, to 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 live. And where's your favorite venue to play? In Berlin. Venue, not Berlin in the world. Venue, not city. Venue. Well, the the best venue I ever played in my life was the Chicago Theater. But that's not that doesn't that doesn't mean I want to live here. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Okay. What's your favorite city to play? Is it Berlin? Uh, my favorite city to play is London. Why? Uh, because every there's just so many different 
I've played there more, I guess, than other places, and there's so many different kinds of places to play, and the audiences are so respectful, and, um, you know, I, I always bring a lot of people out, and people, people shut the fuck up, you know. That's a big thing with you. Oh yeah, you want a respectful audience, and I don't. Think I demand one. Is it? That's a difference. I don't sure, just want one. Sure. I, I expect one. And I, I want one, and you, and I don't expect one at all. I know when to. I know when I'm not going to get one, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've sure. Got, I, you get three chances. That's my rule. You get three chances, and the third time, you got to really let them have it. You know what I mean? Sure. But sometimes it just takes one, one pitiful. Uh, soul that you can beat up on, sure. that you can make people realize, like, okay, if I fuck with this guy, it's it's gonna be you know difficult for I, me. I I love this about us because we both happen to be on stage a good amount, uh-huh. and we both have very different approaches to this. And the older I get, the less I care about that stuff. Because at the end of the day, but the difference is you're encouraging people to to kind of fuck with you. Oh no, yes oh, you no. are. To a point, I don't ever want them to talk back. Ever. Yeah, but the nature of what you're doing, you're doing a talk show. Sure. I'm not disagreeing. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. But, but, at the end of the day, I want everyone there to have, like, to be grateful that they left their house. Right. And what you want to do, if I'm, tell me if I'm wrong, is to really give it your all to the, to the people that actually care, mm-hmm. and for the people that don't care, fuck them. Uh, no, not fuck them. Okay. But okay. I wish they would just go home. You know what I mean? <laughs> sure, or like, sure. or like, or or I guess not fuck them. But if uh, it, 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 the show is in here, this is where the show is. Yes. If you don't like the show, you can express that to me by leaving. That sure. that lets me know a lot better. That makes me feel. That actually would make me feel worse than than you talking through my show because that makes me just feel like well fuck you you know it doesn't it doesn't change it doesn't make me feel like oh like i'm not i'm not as good a performer because this asshole decided that he needed to talk through my whole show does it matter if you're headlining or supporting what does what matter if you're opening for the hands there's a difference for sure exactly because i can't get that into it if i'm the if I, but i but this is the thing when i was opening for rasputina there were a couple places where i I, I probably stepped over that line. You know what I mean? Where I really, I probably like made somebody feel worse than they've ever felt. If you would like more information about Daniel Knox, just go to danielknox.com or click on the link in the podcast description. If you would like to buy the record we talked about, also, that's in there. It's danielknox.bandcamp.com. His music is playing right now. That's what you're hearing. Our art is by Dmitry Samarov. My name is Brandon Weatherby. Thanks for listening and have a wonderful night. Leave a hole, I hope you find a place to rest your darling soul.